Welcome to episode seven of Bryce and Ren and Corey in the house. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bryce Henderson, and today we will be discussing season one, episode seven of Corey in the house, Smells Like School Spirit. And with me to discuss this episode that definitely did smell uh, like school spirit is Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? I've got some pep today, Bryce. How about you? Oh, I've got pep. Yes, I do. I've got pep. How about you? This is the peppiest episode that we've seen yet. Yeah, it was uh, quite the episode. Ren, um, what did you think overall, especially leading off of last week? So I, I, this, I liked this one better than last week's. That's, that's awesome. So I actually liked this episode better than last week, too. I think that in... In our conversation today, I almost feel like I'm going to be contradicting every single thing I said last week because last <laughs> week I was all about the boomer move, uh, the boomer movement. The uh, there should be a point in every episode where Corey gets into some ridiculous situation and it should come out of nowhere, and that doesn't really happen in this episode. There's a ridiculous situation, but it's very much so um, led up to. And I loved it. So I am totally contradicting everything I said. I knew you'd come around. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Um, Actually, I do know exactly what it was. I I know exactly why I liked this episode so much compared to last week's episode. And uh, a few things. I think that you had talked about last week, that specific director. um, That that was like their first episode that we had seen so far. This episode felt like you knew it was the same director even though we had we did know going into it but even if you didn't you knew that this was going to be the same episode mm-hmm. well the same I, the same director I, I liked the that bit of consistency yeah um I felt like there was a lot of consistency and that's why I appreciated this episode so much mm-hmm. so um all right do you have anything to to say before we kind of dive into the motions yes of I the do. episode yeah what do you got uh would you say we've hit a cory in the hot streak <laughs> i is, is this too early to call it i do i think we might need one more i agree i think that we might need one more um well it's it might be for you i still stand by not loving last week's episode You'll so I, I, if, if it was a hot streak last week would have needed to be part of said streak if it was boomer into this episode i would have said yes the show is now focused the show knows what it's doing but because we had that episode in between i feel less so um about a hot streak but it doesn't surprise me because you were so so high on last week's episode yeah. that you feel this is a, a hot streak uh right out the gate i was liking this episode because of actual continuity the first that we've really seen mm-hmm. other than uh like we've seen that they've been like oh you like music yeah i like music and then they're all of a sudden in a band this episode and i think it goes to your point last week that you felt last week's episode was maybe filmed out of the order that it was aired in mm-hmm. and i agreed with it then and i agree with it even more so now this episode should have directly followed rock the vote in terms of the airing order yes because it 
it's such a natural continuation. In fact, we start the episode with Newt being sworn in as president. So, which is funny because when we'd spoken about Rock the Vote, you and I both felt that we would never see Newt mentioned as president again. I know. So worth pointing out, Rock the Vote and Smells Like School Spirit are two of the TBA episodes that don't have production codes. So realistically, they could have been written back to back. Yeah, and so uh, that is interesting. I wonder if they were, um, so like you said, they're written back to back. I wonder then if this is like the end of the continuity. I wonder (laughs) if it'll actually continue. I I feel like it has to because Candy and Corey, we know she's going to appear in a few more episodes and Corey's obviously not going to have a relationship with Mina at any point. Mm -hmm. So Candy's become his like default love interest interesting um that that was my reading of it at least yeah it's that's something that will so as we talk through this episode um we can kind of track and follow i wonder if following this episode candy and Corey will get back together that's right because they get together in this episode uh so let's let's dive in you ready yes i'm ready All right. So uh, smells like school spirit. Here we go. Uh, So Newt is being sworn in to his role as student body president by a new character who is only in this episode, uh, Dr. Vanderslice. Uh, She is British, questionably. uh, And she also um, is the the person who seems to be in charge of this student body. Um, So more evidence that... um, like I said, last week's episode might be out of place because we're diving right into this student body president storyline. So after being sworn in, so moments after, um, it's in front of like a really small audience. Uh, Cody, uh, who? Cody. Corey. Cody. This isn't the first character. Time this Cody shit. I know. I know. I don't know what it, <laughs> what it is. Get this Cody, Cody shit out of here. Corey stands up. I'm sorry. And he cheers for Newt. He cheers. That's my dog. Uh, what did you think of Mina's cheer? Mina also uh, cheers in excitement. The savage Bahavians <laughs> at it again. It reminded me of in SpongeBob when that episode with SpongeBob and Patrick and the conch shell when they have their secret yeah. club and they have their call. It reminded me exactly of that. In fact, I think that the director showed Mina uh, a picture of it and said, do this. Um, uh, I did like how supportive they were of Newt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they're just, it's they're just nice to see Corey in a mode that isn't malicious. Exactly. And I mean, knowing knowing Corey, it could have been from maybe he was excited because he now has a new um, route to power within the school system, but Very that true. is that's yet to be seen. This could this be a episode. house of cards situation in the making. It could be. It's all part of Corey's plan to trick Newt into getting into a cage with a live bear so he can become the real president. Um, yeah, so Mina cheers. Uh, Corey cheers uh, the teacher uh, so Dr. Vanderslice she says it pains her to say farewell to outgoing school president uh, I thought it was rude for her to Very say rude. that in front of everyone uh, Newt, maybe she doesn't appear anymore because Newt reported her for saying that yeah Newt, Newt approached the school's principal and said hey Dr. Vanderslice outwardly said that she does not want for me to hold this position that I was voted into um, so uh, luckily Candy, who's in the room, she says that she's going to stay involved and that student government will always have a piece of candy. Um, gross. Makes it sound like she cut off her finger and left it in like the desk of the president. 
And why shouldn't she? It's her legacy. <laughs> her legacy is very important. Everyone's legacy is really important to her, as we find out in this episode. We do. Um, so she decides to kind of take over this meeting, which should have been, you know, Newt's big moment. But she decides, you know what? Like, I love this school. Let's sing. She wants to lead everyone in the school song. Um, no one knows the words. We see a bunch of extras in the room kind of like mumbling along as if they're pretending to know. Corey's talking over and he's like, uh, something he says to Mina is he says, is there anything worse than an overpepped ex-president? Has Corey stolen Raven's powers and seen the future of the United States? Because he seems to uh, be predicting that maybe in the future we might get an overpepped ex-president. I feel like if Corey in the house lasted for a full four seasons like that, so Raven, Corey mm-hmm. might have gotten psychic powers. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, you know, I fear. Yeah, because I, I do fear, and I think that he's he's dead on, you know, in 2021, are we going to have an overpepped ex-president and what that might look like? I don't think that there is anything worse than that. So, um, Candy stops mid-song because she realizes that Corey is not even pretending to fake know the words, unlike all the extras. Uh, calls him out for being a, a Weisen, uh, Weisenheimer. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, hold on, I actually wrote it down. Yeah. I wrote, uh, I looked it up. I looked up the definition. Well, a self-centered Weisenheimer. Yes. Yep. And that's what, uh, a, so a Weisenheimer is a person who behaves in an irritatingly smug or arrogant fashion. That's typically, the story. Yeah. Typically by making clever remarks and displaying their knowledge. In fact, I think that the writers took this word at the pilot and they said, this is Corey's number one characteristic. He's a Weisenheimer. Um, so Corey tells us that, uh, explains to Candy that there are two things he will never do. Um, and we learned one of them last week. That's right. He will never give away money. No. And I don't, I, I don't know if it was intent. I, I mean, it must've been intentional, right? Cause this is this, the same character, but I love that they again, give him that direct line of like, I do like, one thing I will never do is give away money, which we know he values money. We know that that's a characteristic of Corey, but yeah. just that outwardly saying like, this is one of my virtues. And then the second thing in this case is uh, he will never sing that corny song. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'll never sing that corny ass song. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. They bleep him out and everything. It's totally, totally caught me off guard. Um, uh, Corey's greatest sin is avarice. He is <laughs> greed personified. And yeah. That, that manifests in cruelty that he throws <laughs> at others for no reason. Ren, that's quite uh, an, ast- an abst- astute? Astute. <laughs> I'm struggling tonight. <laughs> quite an astute observation about Corey. <laughs> So two things, uh, two things Corey will never do, give away money, sing that uh, corny ass song. Uh, and so the, the, the end of this, because this is all the cold open. I, I, I think this was another good cold open. For yeah, it was, it was long, but it laid so much groundwork for the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, they add the portrait to 
the school has pretty much a, a wall of important people, a wall of people who attended Washington Prep and uh, went on to be leaders in their own rights. And so they add the portrait of the new school president, Newt, onto it, and they reveal the picture. Newt is holding up his, his I wrote, his rock fingers. Uh, he's doing like... <laughs> He's doing the rock and roll symbol in his picture. Throwing up gang signs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he is, he's doing that and that's, people kind of look at it. The Dr. Vanderslice is like, oh, like, of course he did this. Corey then kind of uh, courses everyone in the audience to chat, uh, to clap. And they all clap along for the rock fingers. That's our cold open. So you liked it, Ren. You thought it was strong? I liked it, but I have to ask you something. Was your sound off during the cold open as well? Um, my the audio was not like it was not in sync, but by just like a split second. I did not have that issue. I don't believe, or if I did, I didn't notice it. Interesting. Yes, and you're watching on Apple TV. I am. I'm watching. Yeah, I, I did as well. So that's. Huh. I liked this cold open, but uh. I noticed that there was a distinct lack of names to go along with the wall of distinction. Mm. They didn't. They really didn't want to commit to any real people, which I feel was a little missed moment for the episode. Not for like any joke reasons, but there could have been a good joke there, but it, it just stood out to me that Candy gives... We'll get to there later, actually, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to point it out because it was brought up in the beginning. Yeah, and I, I agree. I was looking at it to see if there was anyone who I recognized. It looked like some people uh, who were potentially maybe like chief justices, something along those lines, but there was no one who was real as far as I could tell. Yeah. So uh, so we cut to our theme song. Uh, who else, Ren, should we highlight in this episode but one Dr. Vanderslice? Uh, good character? What do you think? <laughs> I didn't think she was... She was anything special. She's your typical like snooty teacher that they throw into these sitcoms to play off of. In this case, Newt and his uh, B plot. So yeah, I didn't think she was anything super special. This is uh, Amy Tolsky is the actress's name. She caught the acting bug in high school. Uh, she's also a dual citizen. Really? What yes. Uh, could you guess? Canada. Mm, nope that is it's, it's a com uh that is a common one though so no uh she's actually from uh the u.s and then her other citizenship is in great britain wow i would have never guessed yeah so i don't know uh i think that she is still just doing like an accent in this episode but my guess is that it's the reason why she's probably picked for this role and in her imdb she's she's in a, in a lot of roles and she always does a lot of English accents in them. Um, my guess is because it's from her time over in England. Yeah, so she went there on like a six-month work visa and then loved it so much she stayed for 13 years wow. and then came back to the States. Yeah. Um, she's been in a lot, like a lot more than most of our guest stars usually are. I, um, she had the privilege of playing a patient in Dr. Ken, which I felt was notable. Because there's, leagues. what'd you say? Big leagues. Yeah, it is. <laughs> big league. Well, I mean, there's only at most, what, like 13, I don't know how many episodes there are, but may- maybe at most 24 people who ever had the privilege of playing a patient on that show because it was canceled after a single season. So not many people have that distinct honor as Amy Tolsky does. 
Uh, she was also uh, more recently she was in high school musical the musical of the series on disney plus she plays big red's mom Good for her yeah which feels very apt to her uh and something that i love is she played a nurse on moody's point from the amanda show <laughs> yeah uh, did you ever watch the Amanda show, Ren? I don't think you and I have ever discussed the Amanda show. I don't think we have either, but yes, I watched it a lot growing up. Did you Did you like it? Like, was it one of your favorites? No, but I watched it a lot. Okay. The Amanda show was one of my favorites. Uh, from everything from, like, uh, from Moody's Point to the, uh, what was his name? Well, there was, uh, Rad- what is it, Radical Joe or something like that. I remember meatloaf, that commercial for the meatloaf cereal. There's the meatloaf commercials. Meatloaf crunch. That's what it is. <laughs> and the, uh, the, the like hillbillies would be like, uh, knock, knock. Like, I'm going to hit you over the head with a frying pan. I thought it was a funny uh, bit. Yes. And um, they had this like Survivor-esque a uh, couple of bits as well where people were like trapped in there was one episode they were trapped in a bathtub and another where they were trapped in a car and the last one to leave won the case of money that was like in the back of the car they just they ended up just driving away in the car to take said case of money it was good stuff love the amanda show and she was one of the nurses and uh, in her episode she was trying to reattach moody's dad's toe oh i remember this yeah yeah, because he, he loses his toe because I believe he's given an anchor as a gift and it drops on his foot <laughs> and makes his toe fall off. Yes, I. it's so good. Moody's Point is really prime. And in fact, I wish that instead of the many different shows that came out of the Amanda show, I wish that we had a full-on Moody's Point um, show. Um, What else does she have? Oh, so... Corey Baxter has met her before. Was she on That's So Raven? She was in That's So Raven. Yeah, I watched uh, the scene that she's in. So in, in that episode, Corey is put um, put up by the juicer to ask a girl out that the juicer likes. So Corey follows the girl into a class. The class happens to be a class on manners and etiquette. Um, and it is run by... The same actress. Yep, she's teaching manners. Um, let's see. Uh, I have her IMDb up as well. She's in so many things. Uh, she's Mrs. Roth's child. All right. Yeah. Just so, wanted to make sure we... If she didn't have a name, we could connect it. I know. <laughs> I know. We could have said potentially this is the same person, which is why she feels so negatively about Corey. But no, this was was it. And then her actual her next appearance in anything was her this appearance in Corey in the House. So she went straight from That's a Raven to Corey in the House. So she clearly made an impression mm-hmm. while she was there. Um, and really, that's it. That that's all all to her story. Her IMDb is like I said, chock full of things. But it's usually it's in almost all cases single episodes and yeah. bit parts and. Yeah, so, and she was in Big Little Lies. It looks like so. Yeah, so that's that's what we got on Amy Tulski. She's I agree, nothing special in this episode. Well, I'm ready to take a break from the learning. Lean back, close my eyes. 
Where are we going, Ren? Where do you want to take us? Bryce, mm-hmm. if you'll have me, I'd love to go to the chill zone. The the chill zone? I shudder to ask what the chill zone is, Ren. Uh, what do you think about Newt's initiative to create a community for his school? I love it. I, lo- I, want, I wrote this down for a moment later in the episode, but I want to bring it up now. I think we should track Newt's presidential approval in comparison so- <laughs> to President Martinez. I'm actually so glad you said that. I, I have the same note uh, for later on, especially because we have no appearance from the president. And I, I thought to myself, what could we do in place of the normal President Martinez approval rating? And then I remembered that, oh, there's still a president in this episode. Um, Surprisingly yeah. confident and passionate one, too. He is, and he knows what he wants to get done. He, uh, Dr. Vanderslice asks him what is on his agenda, and he says, I don't have an agenda, but I do have a list of things I want to do. So very, very much so a Newt line. Um, and Corey is like, Newt, like, tell her about your idea. Uh, tell her about the chill zone. Um, and I, <laughs> I said uh, in my notes, I said the chill zone or the B-plot zone, as I like to call it, because that, that's what this is designated as, as our B-plot. Um, yeah, Dr. Vanderslice is opposed to it. Do you think that she would have been more open to it if it was named something other than, than the chill zone? I think she would have been opposed to anything Newt propositioned her. Yes, so she, was, she went into it deciding that no matter what Newt wants to do, she will go ahead and shoot it down. Perhaps her and Candy were in cahoots. So let's let's take this president down a notch or two. So, um, no, I really like his idea. The chill zone as a concept should exist in every school. It's just like a casual place to to lean back, close your eyes, and as he says, kick back, chill. You can hang out with fellow teens. (laughs) Uh, uh, Dr. Vanderslice, so we we end this scene with her being not about it. Candy kind of moves the topic along. She says, uh, let's, let's not think about chilling. That's the least of our worries. What is our main concern is school spirit. She wants to bring uh, the pep to the people instead of uh, bringing the people to the pep. Um, if this happened to you in your school, would you mm-hmm. expect the freedom of pep? No. So like pretty much what this is, what she's pitching is while students are living their lives. So say I'm at lunch in high school and three people, the ex-school president (laughs) being one of them, approaches me in a cheerleader-esque uniform, um, sings a song at me, and then uh, includes Corey, who's a new kid who doesn't look like this is his thing. He's also been in a cage with a bear, is yeah. constantly frequently naked. <laughs> then I don't I don't know how I would react to this being all up in my face, probably very negatively, but Candy seems to think that that won't be the case, that people will react positively. Um, Corey is also down on the idea at first. He's like, oh, like this this is gross. But Mina thinks that it's maybe a, a great idea because she loves that she can be in a country where you can express freedom of pep. That's right. In Bahavia. Yeah. The barbarians, they stop her. From being peppy or happy. It's uh, honestly, it's a kind of a grim look into Bahavian culture. 
Cory in the house offers a grim look into our world. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, lucky for Mina, she's currently in the U.S. of A., where she can free uh, freely express her pep. So she's in. She is down to clown with with this uh, little pep squad. And now, Corey has a dream sequence. Are you happy I'm this is so back? Glad. I'm so Me glad too. we got another dream sequence. <laughs> uh, describe this one for us. It's much briefer than last week's, but... Briefer. Mm-hmm. Corey's like... Imagine Corey mm-hmm. in a Lakers color-schemed ringmaster's outfit, and Mina falls from the heavens in a cheerleader outfit, <laughs> lands in his arms, and Corey, for some reason, uncomfortably screams... Yay, Mina! <laughs> in the camera with what's clearly a grimace. What I love about this dream sequence is, uh, like you said, her falling from the heavens. He, she—it's a full fall. It's not like she's thrown up and then landing again. Is you this... like an overhead shot? <laughs> yep, she, she is dumped. In order to film this, they brought her to the highest point on set and made her jump and said, "Yes, Kyle Massey will catch you." Um, yeah, Corey's like, yay, Mina. I shudder. He screamed that in real life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. As he does, and then people are like, what? Did you see how uncomfortable Mina's face was? Yes. (laughs) Well, that's, Ren, that's like me asking you if you, I don't know, want to, um, join a, a reading club, want to join a book club, and uh, I'm like really into it. And then at first you're like, no, not really. And then you pause and then you just go, yay, Bryce. <laughs> Uncomfortable. At this point, they must think that Corey is some <laughs> kind of pervert. There's no way to rationalize his behavior at- anymore. I'm I'm still trying to get over that. Yeah. Um it's uncomfortable. He is just shouting things out and constantly doubles back on what he says, which if I were around him as often as Newton Mina appear to be, I would be concerned. I would be deeply concerned and talk to Victor about seeing if Corey can I don't know. Well, (laughs) figure it out this episode. Yeah, that's true. He does lose his patience. So, um, all right. So, Candy and Mina and Corey, they go out to the the quad, the chill zone, as it's being measured by Newt in the background. Um, because Corey's like, I'm in on this. So, they're now wearing their pep uniforms. Candy's like, I never thought Corey would do this before. And Corey explains to Candy that he's got levels. Multi dimensional Corey. What do you think? I think Corey has two dimensions. I think Corey loves his money. And I think Corey will do whatever it takes for him to uh, succeed in his <laughs> eyes. Not. <laughs> ever fully recognizing or thinking about consequences or what the real world might react to his, his antics. Corey in the house, not compromise in the house. <laughs> it's Corey's way or the highway. In what I'm saying. Um, 
Corey, Candy, and Mina, they do their little uh, routine out in the quad. People seem to like it. It's meh. It's fine. Fresh. Um, and Candy and Mina go to sit down and talk because Newt asks Corey if um, he'll help him measure the quad for the chill zone. So Mina and Candy are chatting it up. And Candy's like, I always thought Corey was a schemer and a scallywag. Which is correct, right? Like Candy now, kno- she knows, now she knows he has a great ass. Yeah, because <laughs> she loves she loves how he looks in his uh, uh do I his white I, slacks. I there it is, yeah. Uh she's she says Corey's really working those white slacks he's wearing. And then um, it's Corey bending down. Yep, yeah, and he's he's helping helping measure. Mina asks if Candy's got a crush on Corey in a very uh, like middle high school kind of way, and so Mina encourages her to ask Corey. Mina's advice is if you uh, in Bahavia they always say if you don't bite the nishba, you'll never taste the hishba which feels contradictory to her interactions with CB a few weeks ago. I uh, jotted down in my notes. I didn't even bother writing down the saying because it would have made me a racist. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh... <laughs> I just, I don't know. Why can't they just make Mina say what she's thinking and not cons- like constantly relate it back to her culture and relate it back to Bahavia? Why can't she just say, you know, I always thought of if you see an opportunity, you should take it. You know? What I think is weird is that Nude is so much more well-rounded than her at this point, while mm-hmm. Mina falls back on these Bahavia jokes all the time. That's, in, I'm pretty sure almost all of the content that we get from Mina this episode, is for any of the jokes that she's supposed to make are tied to Bahavia. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Which she is so much more than just that. She had a whole episode about how she's so much more than that. But the writers don't care. They're like, eh. She'll do something that we consider weird and then label it as uh, Bahavian. And then people can laugh. It's funny that uh, Candy got more depth sooner than Mina did. Seriously, yeah. Candy has has a whole like open heart moment this episode where I myself even was like, Oh, Candy's actually a pretty good character. Yeah. I I came away positive on her. Yeah. So uh, Mina tells Candy to go get her flirt on and Candy tells Corey that she knows someone who likes him. Right. So she uses like the third person and that she, uh, so this, this other person who she knows likes him uh, wants to go out with them. Corey thinks it's Mina. And says, well, I'd love to. Why didn't she ask me herself? Candy says, she just did. So this interaction to me, like, shouldn't Candy have stopped and thought for a second that Corey just said, why didn't she ask me herself? Like, is, is that a, is it a weird interaction or is that just me? This is what obviously happened. When Corey said that, Candy assumed that he was being playful asking why she was referring to herself instead of I. Yes, that's exactly what happened. I thought I just didn't follow. I did (laughs) not follow. But as as I'm looking at it, yes, 
that makes a lot more sense. So she just believed Corey was being playful back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he wasn't, he was not being playful back. Uh, and so that's how Candy and Corey find themselves. Uh, well, Corey finds himself in the situation of he is now dating Candy. Yeah. Um, by complete accident. By complete accident. So we, we cut to the next scene and Corey and Newt are pacing in Corey's living room. Uh, he's upset that he booked an accidental date with Candy Smiles. So, you know, he's, he's a little upset. And now Victor comes into the room. This is the only time that we see Victor this episode. But uh, is it a show stealer? I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. I was impressed with this. Victor comes in wearing an old pep uniform uh, with a big U on it for the unicorns. And he does a cheer routine. A full routine. And Corey uh, asks, <laughs> go for it. Victor breaking out wheezing after he finishes his routine. <laughs> One of the funnier bits in the episode. It was. And with that said, I felt like this episode in general wasn't really that funny. Yeah. But I did feel like it had a lot of great character moments. And this was one of them. Yes, I agree. Seeing Victor do this uniform. And we learned some backstory to Corey and the whole Baxter clan. In fact, male cheerleading is a Baxter tradition. So good. Love it. And, uh, Victor, he's like, the guys in the kitchen think I can't still do my splits. Like, I'll show them. He then handstands out, uh, like, out of the room, like, walking out of the room on his hands. Uh, is there editing magic here? I didn't see it. I thought I saw him actually do it. Yes, that, that's what I thought, too, because he went into it, and there was no immediate like cut. cut. Yeah, so it's either... I don't know. Maybe he did it for like that first part and then the walking was someone else or maybe he they just because they they changed the camera angle midway, but he definitely did the handstand and at least took a few steps with his hands, which was impressive. It was far more than I could do for sure. Uh, So he goes in there and then back to Newt and Corey. Bryce, can I ask you something? Mm hmm. Why can't you have two girlfriends? You want to know why? Because if, if you have two, one of them is going to get jealous, Ren. That's right, Bryce. And Corey just feeds off malicious energy. And it, it makes him so much stronger and alert. He, he hears that and he, you're right. He grows instantly more powerful. He's like, oh my gosh, if I have two, I'll make one jealous. And that instantly pumps him up. And Newt, Newt says to him, like, that's not cool. Like, I'm glad Newt immediately. Yeah, Newt's the voice of reason this entire episode. And Corey just does not listen to him whatsoever. Um, and so Corey, that's Corey's great idea, which is hilarious because his idea in um, a few episodes back with uh, Everybody Loves Mina was to pretty much make uh chad berkowitz jealous so that way he wouldn't date mina correct like yeah it it was Corey's really confused about jealousy and what it can do some things out he just wants to manipulate everyone around him and 
no one around him lets it happen. Um, there's a big crash from the kitchen. Chef Victor is rolled out. Uh, <laughs> he is on top of a dresser, like a bedroom dresser that is on wheels. And he's stuck in a split. Um, how did he end up in this uh, position? He stood up on top of that. <laughs> uh, I'm, it's a table. It's like, like a cart. He stood up on, the, on this unsafe cart with wheels. Mm-hmm. It looks like a dresser. Like it has drawers and everything. It's a bedroom dresser that's on wheels that was in his kitchen. All right. So maybe it wasn't in his kitchen then. Maybe he made all the cooks come into his bedroom. (laughs) He got on top of the dresser. He did a perfect split. He immediately Mm -hmm. realized that he was stuck and then made his chefs bring him upstairs so Mm -hmm. that the president could perform surgery. So that that answers my next question of where was he being rolled to? (laughs) Where... (laughs) What he got stuck there, and then he was like, "Oh, can you wheel me?" And your your theory is it was, "Can you wheel me to the elevator so I can get upstairs so the president, President Martinez, can perform surgery on me?" Until we're told otherwise, I think it's safe to assume that President Martinez was a surgeon before he was a president. <laughs> is there anything that makes you think that? Because I've seen his work with balloon animals uh, with his hands, and I can tell you it's far from impressive. He doesn't have to be good. He, maybe he, he reached the point where he needed a career change and, you know, the position was open. Yeah. So he, it was a natural next step for him because he needed to get out of his previous job. Uh, all right. So now we're back at school and Candy gives Corey, I thought this was so cute, uh, a printed out version of lyrics of the school song and she laminated them as well. And she's like, I know that you don't like the song, but I thought that you might like this because it's from me. And like, the song is important. Very sweet. So nice. A nice gesture that goes wasted on Corey. (laughs) Corey could care less. He only cares about making Mina jealous as Mina comes into the scene. And he says that they've gotten close uh, by planning dates and by planning routines. It says, ain't that right, baby? Candy loves it. Candy melts. She's like, this is everything I've ever wanted to be called baby. She calls him Sea Bear. Baby and Sea Bear. Mm, cute little pet names. Um, and she loves that Corey is hugging her up, which is a thing. Um, and so Candy wants to show Mina, uh, Cor- I'm sorry, Corey proposes that um, him and Candy show Mina their new routine out in the courtyard. Uh, at the same time, Newt is bringing Dr. Vandersplice into the courtyard to discuss the chill zone. She's not on board still. Mm-hmm. Um, Newt has a really good line here with her. Did you like this one where, where he says, um, she's like, uh, why is it that... Like, you want this to happen so bad. And he's like, well, all my, like, for my ideas, all I have is the chill zone and my plan to convert the grading system into a multi-tiered program based on, uh, not on the traditional bell curve, but rather on true um, meteorosity. Such a funny line. Nude is coming into his own. Yeah. And it, what I like about this line is that it shows that he 
he isn't just an empty brain. Uh, like he is a natural leader, almost in a way of, um, oh, I'm trying to think people of like a, a good comparison. President. People elected him to come up with good ideas. But he, he comes up with this and like spits it out almost like, um, so what I'm thinking of is kind of a vague reference. It's a reference that you and I will get Ren. But like, um, Leaf Coney Bear in 25th Annual Putnam <laughs> County Spelling Bee, where he is an empty brain who walks around being confused and not knowing what's happened, what's happening. And then when it comes to leading, all of a sudden like something just clicks, and he's like, "Yes, like this will make sense." And then he shuts it right back off. Interesting comparison. Yeah. So um, it, I just it's something that comes natural to him and it does feel like it just clicks on and then clicks off without him even recognizing it or being aware. And this line shows it. So I hope that we get more moments of him like that show him as being someone who's actually smart and not just uh, like an empty head. But, um, all right. So Candy and Corey do their routine. Um it goes, hey, don't stop. Uh, hey, stop. Don't be blue. We'll pass a can of pep to you. Glug, glug, drink it down. Right down to the ground. Would you glug, glug, drink it down? <laughs> I think um, I would. And I think Corey uh, drinks maybe a little bit too much right down to the ground because then he uh, slips into uh, splits while standing. Like father, like son. Like father, like son. And he is stuck in that position. Here come the pain. Corey <laughs> cries. Um, but, you know, all of a sudden, this situation that was bad gets maybe a little bit better because Mina says that he's going to need to be taken care of. Corey's like, this is it. Mina's going to take care of me. Um, surgery. But... <laughs> Yeah, do you think that there's a chance that for a second, Corey was thinking about, um, you know, maybe he could get wheeled over to President Martinez's uh, place and get surgeoned up? It definitely uh, crossed his mind at least once. Yes, President Martinez could have fixed this. But uh, instead, Mina's not going to be the one taking care of him. It's going to be Candy. Because Candy says that she'll be by his side every minute. Uh, As soon as Corey hears this, he's like, never mind, I'm fine, and tries to stand up. Uh, when he does, he stumbles around, which as I far mean, as he tore his groin <laughs> apart, you would do. I mean, I, I would expect for him to maybe just fall to the ground <laughs> if he was in so much pain <laughs> rather than him doing this really weird stumble. Like he forgot how to walk and his legs are like tied together. <laughs> um candy picks him back up and runs out of the courtyard with him on her back this is impressive strong. yeah <laughs> she's wicked strong this is just one of two uh feats of strength we see candy uh perform in this episode she might be the strongest character in cory in the house so far in every sense of the word she just might be the strongest character uh, next scene, we're in the nurse's office. But you, uh, did you have any thoughts on the set? Or did you notice anything about the set? Was it reused from anything or was it new? No, I think it was a new set. That's I think what it I was new. Yeah, it's, uh, it has some, um, like, uh, smoking, 
like awareness posters in the background. So one says, don't create a smoke screen between you and your friends. And the other one says, and you think this looks cool? And it shows a kid smoking in the bathroom. Corey's been through that. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was a nice callback to Corey's uh, anti-smoking days. Maybe when Corey came to the school, he made those posters for the nurse to hang up because that's something that he, he, we know he feels very strongly against. He actually helped the nurse stop smoking because of it. <laughs> I'd watch that episode of, uh, of Corey in the house in which uh, he helps her out. Cause she's uh, the nurse. She's in this, in the nurse's office for all of two seconds. And then he's like, yeah, thank you. And like dismisses her and she leaves. She's gone. So I don't know where she's off to. Maybe she went to like go call uh, Victor and be like, "Hey, come, come pick your son up." He, but of course, he's in, he's under the himself. knife. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> so he's under the knife. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a long surgery, multi-day surgery that President Martinez <laughs> is is doing on Victor, and will soon be doing on Corey. Uh, so Corey confirms that he is hurt. Uh, he but he sprained his knee. That's it. So uh, he did not do anything else. He just sprained his knee. Um, Stumbling is not a symptom of that. Candy feels like this is her fault. And this was a great moment. This was a peak, peak Corey in the house moment so far. I agree. I really liked this Mm -hmm. scene. I thought it was nice. I just good, good scene. Yep. And uh, in this candy opens up about how she, knows that she drives people crazy with her pep, but she loves the school so much. Uh, and she talks about how many great people have sung the song, uh, like the school song and how many have walked their halls before them. And Corey like realizes just how important pep and the school and uh, the presidency that he helped rip away from her uh, is. And he kind of, likes that mm-hmm. he's like oh this is someone who is genuine who does sometimes annoy me but you know through that annoyingness there's a reason for why she's like that um and candy opens up in a way that she's like i can't help it that i'm so excited about it but i just wish that everyone else could embrace the spirit as well because maybe we could all be like you know our past leaders and be future leaders someday so it's it is it's a really sweet moment it's um shows the heart of the show which i i don't think has been exposed before i agree and uh, i don't know if it has to just simply do with the delivery in which she does this and that's why i cared so much about it but it it was a nice moment you can watch his face kind of come around to her yeah it's it because it's with both of them they play off each other really well in this scene where at the beginning of it, he's still doing his kind of like typical coy shtick. And I think it's because she opens up that we see him kind of drop that shtick mm-hmm. and be uh, an actual person for one of the first times. Um, but but- it's <laughs> where we remember that this is Corey in the house. <laughs> and I think one of the best reversals the show has done mm-hmm. so far. So cruel, but so good. <laughs> so right after they have this really tender moment, Candy is like, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna fix you up now. And wheels over a bedside table, which has uh, a lot of different metal tools on them. 
So I questioned what Katie's plan was to do, but on it is also Corey's cell phone, which goes off in that moment. Who could possibly be calling him at this hour, Ren? His good friend, Newt. Who Corey's going to want to kill in just a moment because... I mean, Newt doesn't do anything wrong. I always... (laughs) asking if my friends are still using their girlfriends it's no hey Corey or you're right there's nothing Newt just opens right up with so Candy opens up the phone accidentally puts it on speaker and she says oh I accidentally put it on speaker and Corey says it's okay it's just Newt that's what what Newt says hey Corey are you still using Candy Corey's face, his eyes open wide, and he's like, crap, this is all about to go downhill. Um, and so Corey's like, what, Newt? I can't hear you. Like, hoping that he'll hopefully say something different, maybe. But instead, Newt says, okay, I'll speak more clearly then. I, I don't think you should pretend that you like candy, even though you don't, just to get another girl jealous. I love it. Candy slams the phone shut after hearing this and after just pouring her heart out to this boy who is just a boy, a mere boy. Uh, and then the scene takes like a really weird turn. Cor- Corey <laughs> gets scared because Candy uh, begins to strap his body into the stretcher that he's on. So he's on a stretcher that's on wheels in the nurse's office and she takes velcro straps and starts uh strapping him real tight to the stretcher so he cannot move Corey's defense he says he was talking about candy like chocolate or gumdrops <laughs> and i i don't feel comfortable even saying it the way that Corey says it but he then says the words i like me some gumdrops <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I thought it was that this delivery was actually pretty funny. That's why I didn't want to say it because I could possibly have done it justice. It's a fun, this is a funny exchange. Yeah, it's like he's panicked and he's just like he's going off about these gumdrops. Uh, and then Candy uses her tactics, which I'm guessing she learned because she uh, earlier mentions that she's like a nurse, junior nurse in training or something. She tortures him with pressure points. So she like touches his neck and she's like pressure point. And he immediately like uh, tightens up and he's like, yeah. Uh, (laughs) He screams like a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know where she learned this, this technique. And it's something that maybe a lot of people could benefit from learning. um, Cause it, it shuts him right up. And so then he's like, he goes on to apologize and he's like, oh, like, okay, I was just using you in the beginning. I was. And then she does it again. And he's like, okay, I used you a lot, but like, listen, I'm sorry. Um, and then Candy's not buying it. She does this thing where after she's done stretching him up, uh, she <laughs> strapping him up to the stretcher, not stretching him up, but strapping up to the stretcher. She uh, pulls down the back of the stretcher. So he's like lying straight. And then she does this weird pop-up thing on both sides of the stretcher. She has like these crazy eyes. She's like, you lied. You humiliated me. 
uh, now I'm going to send you on a ride. He's like, right what? Hell. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He, he uh, Corey's like the tunnel of love. And then she's like more like house of horrors. Um, so she, we, we see where this is going. The scene has been building up to it. Uh, she brings Corey into the uh, hallway, like the scene that we usually see and pushes Corey really hard. And she's like, I guess I am stronger than I thought because Corey goes flying. Rand, what did you think of this? I, I wrote it was like almost Scooby-Doo-esque or like a House of Mirrors with how yeah, this scene plays out. Another Scooby-Doo-esque sequence. And I'm not surprised it came from the same director. Yeah, me neither. It, um, so we I follow... Think it's a bit funnier, if only for the physical humor of it and mm-hmm. it being shorter. Yes, I, I completely agree. And I think that the fact that they keep cutting between like Corey's reaction screaming... They have like leg cam, I called it, where we just see the ends of Corey's legs on the stretcher as it wheels quickly through the halls of the the school. Mm. Um, So he, to track it, he gets pushed by Candy. He goes full momentum in like a circle in that hallway. He then goes through a pair of double doors. On the other side is Dr. Um, Vanderslice and Newt and Mina. Newt and Mina jump out of the way. uh, Dr. Vanderslice gets like falls collapses on top of the stretcher that's still going so she's on top of it for a little bit she gets thrown off Corey then does like another loop goes through another pair of double doors and he's like oh i'm all good and he has reached the top of stairs the stretcher then is like tilting back and forth and tilts down the stairs he goes down bumping over and over a guy throws his papers and suitcase He's on the stairs, throws it off the suitcase and jumps off the side. Corey quickly apologizes while screaming down the stairs. And then uh, he finishes by reaching the bottom of the stairs and doing one more loop before stopping. Corey did a lot of damage and he took out a lot of people. (laughs) The president's going to have a busy night. Uh, It's going to be the ER and the president's uh, White House is going to be backed up for days with the amount of damage that Corey caused here. Um, what'd you think of the fact that they used the same set three times in a row? I think it's to be expected. Yeah. So to, to be clear to those listening, every single time Corey went through a pair of double doors, he was entering essentially the same set um, in which the only, but they at least were careful enough to change up. Uh, there were paintings that were hanging up that they would take down and put up a different one. Yeah. So they were careful enough with that, but it was very, very clearly the exact same set piece that they filmed it in. Um, and yeah. So you liked it. You liked this a little bit? Yeah, funny little bit. Yeah, this was our... Um, our Corey on the ceiling in his underwear or like boomer moment of the episode. Mm-hmm. Just uh, like I said at the beginning of, of us talking uh, expected and led up to rather than how did Corey get from this situation to the other in 10 seconds. Um, Candy says that she never wants to talk to Corey again and says, you really are a Weisenheimer and a mean one at that leaves. So Corey messed up. He, he deserved this. Yeah. 
he yeah, did. he did. Um, to be honest, I was kind of a little sad, and I think that that's part of why I liked the episode so much. Is I was genuinely sad that Corey Coryed himself. Me too. It because me. this was the first time where it really bummed me out. Yeah, because it could have been so, so much better and so great. Um, and I am, I am hoping like you had alluded to earlier, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll happen because they end this episode as friends. Yeah. I would not mind seeing them get together in a romantic sense um, later on in this in this show. So um, luckily, Corey has an idea for how to make it up to her. And he then bolts down. Uh, so we cut to the next scene. He's still in that same hallway. And he... Uh, bolts down the stairs and he begins to sing sing the school song he's singing it on the stairs he's Newt, doing the right thing he is doing the right thing is and he's using the laminated lyrics that he was given at the beginning of the episode newt's playing guitar to a company and then all the students in the hallway join in and singing the school song uh sweet moment and all of a sudden everything is fixed Candy is blown away. Corey says, hey, sorry. Like, I hope that we can still be friends. <clears throat> Candy's like, yeah, we can. We can still be friends. So. That's, uh, that pretty much is it, right? He then gives everyone money for yeah, singing along. So he, uh, you know, he said that one thing he will never do is give away his money and sing. And he ends up doing both by the end of the episode. For Candy, and, not himself. Yeah, in his apology for Candy. So hopefully Candy can can forgive and if we're lucky, forget. Go on. He's getting better at apologizing. Yeah, he is uh, in that he actually apologizes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's one of the first times we've seen him really actually do that. Uh, our end, end bit to the episode is we see the completed chill zone in the quad. Is this a place that you would like to chill? If I were in that high school, I'd chill there. Me too. It has has like tiki torches and it has a hammock and has just like some beanbag chairs. It's a nice little place. Um, and part of the reason why it, it was able to happen is because Dr. Vanderslice needed to chill. So she's hanging out in the hammock in, this epi- uh, in the end here. And Corey comes over. And is like, oh, you finally got the chill zone. And she sees Corey and she is like, uh, like flashbacks. She flinches. Yeah. <laughs> At just seeing Corey from her ride on the on the uh, stretcher. She was like, oh my gosh, like you. And I <laughs> fell and I couldn't get up. Like she it's she goes through the whole thing all over again and <laughs> finds her to chill. And he sings Rockabye, Dr. V Slice, which is what uh, he lovingly calls her. And the episode ends. And that was uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Nope, not Teen Spirit. Spirit? (laughs) Spirit. That's the actual Actual song song is Teen Spirit. Yeah, it was uh, such a good episode. I don't know why I was so high on this one compared to last week's. And um, I don't know if it's just because it felt so connected to what we've seen already that I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it's because you watched out of order last week, how you no, don't normally do it. I don't know. 
I think you, you think so? Like just just because I watched it earlier in the week and because of that I was I was I thrown think, off and had more time I, to sit on it. I think you need seven days to decompress Corey in the house. Mm-hmm. I don't th- I don't think you can do a a one day turnaround. Not yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. It take, takes a lot of time to just to think to really so, understand what he's trying to say. We both like this episode. We do. However. Mm-hmm. Our friends on IMDb did not. No. The one IMDb review is a one out of 10 star. <laughs> uh, let me read through this and then we can, I'm get, devastated. we can get into our finale. This is a... I took a glimpse at the end line and... All right. <clears throat> the title. This is horrendous. Mm-hmm. Three exclamation points. I truly know what a bad sitcom is now, four exclamation points, uh, written by Tom Nell from July 31st, 2008. Is that it? No, no, no. I'm about to get into uh, the meat of it. Recently, I I have poorly spent my time watching (laughs) Disney Channel shows simply to review them. This was one I stumbled upon, and I think this might be a television low. The bubblegum bubble humor featured on most Disney Channel shows is pathetic, but this show is absolutely the worst. At least this episode is, anyways. Maybe other episodes are genius, but after seeing this, it's kind of hard to imagine that. Cliched, typical sitcom <laughs> plot mixed with bad performances, along with characters that are just pathetic. One scene was slightly amusing where Corey falls down the stairs simply because of how absurd it is, but then we get to the ending possibly the dumbest ending to any sitcom episode ever <laughs> in this episode of Corey in the house Corey grows a crush on cheerleader <laughs> in order to get her jealous he pretends to have a crush on another cheerleader candy who is crazy and peppy when candy finds out Corey doesn't really like her she goes crazy meanwhile newt Corey's silly friend wants to go <laughs> at the school to relax in Candy is played by Jordan per year, and she's supposed to be very peppy, but my goodness, her performance is too big to even fit on screen. It's like she did as over the top as she possibly could, and it was awful. The musical number ending was rushed and brain dead. Rondell Sheridan plays Corey's dad, and though there's nothing wrong with that, he came off kind of flamboyant in this episode, which is a normal trait of his character, assuming they didn't totally rewrite him since that's so rare. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into detail and waste even more time on this. It's just awful. What this show and episode is like is a more ethnic reversed sex version of Hannah Montana. My rating bomb shit 30 minutes. <laughs> Red, I'm so happy you read that. I love this review. It's so much better than the one from last week. The having to call the show and the characters pathetic um calling out <laughs> um ronald sheridan's performance and saying that it's flamboyant which i completely disagree with uh in terms of that not normally being his character um <laughs> i don't know i don't know what show they've seen uh previously <laughs> I, I i like him calling it an ethnic reversed sex version of hannah montana which is such a stretch. Um, is there anything that you agreed with that this reviewer said? 
like it, Corey in the House is a cliche typical sitcom. Yeah, uh, I agree I'm with not, that. It's not a one out of ten. It's not unwatchable. No, no, and I, uh, I, the other thing they said that I do slightly agree with is the rushed ending. I did feel like the yeah. the song piece was a little bit rushed, but it made People sense in the context. It seemed like they ran out of time in the episode, and Corey couldn't even <laughs> scream. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Yeah, that that's true as well. Because really, his plan was let's make him jealous, and then he, you know, ran into a split situation, and it was all over from there. Uh, wow, that was good. That was really good. Um, Ren, this uh, makes me think as well. So I follow the Corey in the House subreddit where I've plugged this podcast once before, and I believe it got zero acknowledgement from, from anyone. Um, but there, I did see uh, show up on my, my front page the other day, a, a release of a Cory in the house RPG game. Interesting. So that's what I thought. And I gotta be honest, I sat there and watched the trailer for the game, uh, which showed some gameplay. It does feature Cory in the house uh, with President Obama. And this is where I think that someone made a video game with the White House as a backdrop and threw Corey's face and name into it and did no research. So uh, while we're, we're talking about like this review and thinking about kind of the external aspect of Corey in the house and something that we haven't really discussed is, is the whole like anime meme of Corey in the house i don't want to get too too deep into it now but i think that it's worth noting and i want to state this now so when we eventually do discuss that topic later um we can say more about it but i think that the meme culture of Corey in the house is not i don't think that they do their research i don't think so either i don't think any of them know anything about the show besides Corey baxter and the line core you a busta <laughs> otherwise that's it's it's very very um shallow and I, agree. I not to like toot our own horn but i do believe that what you and i are doing goes beyond the concept of cory in the house as a meme and uh i think that we're adding some value to the community so. we're acknowledging cory in the house we oh, are rather than making it whatever we want it to be. Uh, we should also play the DS game at some point. We definitely should. Maybe if we, um, let's see, this is what, episode seven? There's 34, 34 episodes total. So maybe if we reach like the halfway point and we're feeling like we need a, a little palate cleanser, mm-hmm. could be a good palate cleanser. It came out in April of 2008. Let me see what mm-hmm. episode that would fall between. We would have to watch it after episode 27. We'd have to play it after episode 27 to get the full Corey experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, though. I think that we should play it. and Because I also don't think that people... People joke about owning it, but I don't think people usually play, play through it. Yeah. So, um, All right. What was your rose for this episode? Uh, Newt as student council president. Good mm-hmm. role for him. Glad to see that continuity. Uh, way funnier newt lines than last week. Yeah, just nice to see him evolve. It, like the chill zone was ultimately a very minor B plot in the grand scheme of the episode, mm-hmm. but it, 
I, I like pretty much everything that Newt said. Always, yeah, he's always funny to me at this point. Yeah, my my rose was um, definitely the continuity of Newt as president as well. Um, and n- not even just that, but the continuity of, you know, Corey and his kind of disdain for candy and Corey and his um, constant yearning for Mina and uh, those characters and the setting now feel a little bit more defined. Mind you that this episode was entirely at school and pretty much removed from anything White House specific. Mm -hmm. But uh, I did love that this finally feels like Corey in the house to me. This yeah, everything about it felt like this is the show that I'm watching, and it's Corey in the house. It found its voice. It did very much so. Uh, what was your bud? What's something that you want to see more of? Corey and Candy. I liked that dynamic. Mm-hmm. They had really good chemistry by the end of the episode. I think it would be a shame not to do anything with the two of them again. Yeah, um, I would love to see uh, more episodes like this that i say what and wouldn't it's hard this episode something that i would like to see more of that this episode showed was the uh way that cory had morals and the way that he like had a sense of self and a character rather than just his schemes and being a straight-up Weisen, Weisenhammer. So that's that's what I'll, I'll settle on for my bud. There were so It's hard because there are so many things that I would love to see more of that this episode I felt did well. But yeah. I think I'll settle on Corey having dimensions and uh, maybe being having levels, as he claims. <laughs> maybe. Uh, and Thorn. What was your Thorn? Mm-hmm poorly handled and she's been poorly handled for a few episodes now they've cast her off to the side after they gave her her episode yeah that's exactly what happened yep i mean because i also the other episode where she was prominently featured everybody loves mina i don't i I, there was a line in there about you know in bahavia usually people get to know each other by like going on dates and then deciding if they like each other whatever and i think that that was really no well I was going to say that was really the only cultural like thing that they leaned on, but ultimately that whole episode relied on her yeah. um, being unaware of how dating culture is supposed to be in America. And then Corey preying on that. Um, yeah. They, they just don't know what to do with her beyond her culture, which is sad because she seems like a, a fun character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, that's a really good thorn. Um, my thorn was, and uh, this kind of sticks with some things that we've been saying, but uh, the uh, lack of dedication to the setting of the show, to Corey in the house, the White House. What types of things can they do because they are at the White House? This episode was great, was really, really fun, um, showed dimensions but did not, could have happened in any sitcom. Wizards of Wavy Place, Hannah Montana, um, could have happened in anything. 
So uh, just they need to utilize Washington, D.C. more. They need to utilize the fact that Corey lives in the White House. Like what antics can he get up to? I still don't feel like Washington, D.C. will never be the same. I feel like Washington, D.C. is the exact same place as it was when when Corey and Victor got there. So, yep, just they need to do better at utilizing that. Uh, they did a little bit better last week with the troll group and that whole storyline. But I want to see Corey, like, really mix it up in terms of causing uh, national emergencies or, uh, I don't know, just other things that are specific to the nation at large like accidentally walking behind a press conference and him being like in his pajamas and then everyone focuses on that instead of what the president says like there's just so much they can do with it um obviously this episode did not set out to do that and i i am not going to fault it too much for accomplishing what it did set out to do pretty well Mm. but you know overall in the grand scheme of things this is a show about the white house um, and you said that you wanted to track how how Newt's performance as president has gone. Yes. Um, we really just have this episode to go off of in terms of what he accomplishes. And we can think about it in the eyes of the students, not necessarily of the U.S. Yeah. people. Uh, so how would you feel that Newt did in this episode? Like, what would his approval rating be from students? I give him a strong 90 yeah, I, I would as well. I, I, I would even go so high as 95, which feels difficult to think about. But he rallied the troops in his first episode where he was running for president and then was elected and, you know, led the way against the administration to create something that students will benefit from and want. He's a rock star, you know, and the law of dedication. he is. And so I, I would say would go as far as to say 95%. Um, he's a much better president than President Martinez is. He is. Which is sad, but true. Uh, what do you rate this episode? A scale of 1 to 10. I'll give this one a 7.5 on the Corey scale. You and I think too much alike. We should, um, we gotta, gotta um, bring in someone who has total opposite opinions as us. I gave it a 7.5 as well, Ren. This was a good one. I liked this one. This is my it was favorite. a, yeah, it was a very good episode. It was fun to watch, and I'm hoping that we get get more of this in the future. Um, is there anything else that you you would like to say, or or maybe note, track, anything like that? Next week is another Eric Dean Seaton directed episode. Oh, so it's the is that that's the director for this episode? Yes. Oh, and it'll be the first episode uh, written by Dennis Rinsler since he wrote the pilot. So oh. we have uh, this could be rough. <laughs> we did not love that pilot. No. Um, I before we go, I also wanted to point out. So the Corey in the House Wikipedia, um, like the Wikipedia page. I, I don't believe that there's a Corey in the House wiki, but maybe there is. Um. Have you looked at the page at all? Like, have you like sifted uh-huh. through it? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> his Wikipedia page, I was looking at it this week, uh, mentions uh, a lot about his different characteristics and who he is. You and I have talked about his catchphrases before and uh-huh. what that looks like. 
for him. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones that you had said at one point was uh, like daddy something, right? It was like uh, like no daddy. I forget what it was. He said something about his daddy. Yes, and you were like, I think that that's going to be it. So the Wikipedia mentions, it says, uh, under the main character description of Corey Baxter, his catchphrases in this series are coming daddy, you know how I do, ding, and daddy no. <laughs> and I just, I, I couldn't, po- <laughs> couldn't possibly go this week without you know, bringing forth the information that I found. Two of his four catchphrases include the word daddy. That's half. Mm-hmm. And one of them is just dang. So, yeah. Not Corey Baxter. Except for shenanigans. All right. Uh, anything else? You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to next week's episode. Um, and it is called... Do you have the episode list up? If not, I'll... Pull it up. Um, we are doing desserts. Uh, season, yep, season one, episode eight, just desserts. So sounds like we will. Production uh, code one thirteen. Oh, interesting. So it's this is what would have been the end of their typically initial order, right? Usually the initial order is thirteen episodes. Yep. So. Th- Oh, you're right. So maybe this is why he, the guy who wrote the pilot, writes this one. Mm-hmm. He wrote the the bookends to it. All right. Well, should be good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, to anyone who is listening, you can definitely be sure to give us a like on Facebook if you haven't already. Uh, check out, like I said last week, we're on Twitter. Uh, don't think we have any followers, and we only tweet at the cast members of Corey in the House. Um, but if you do want to see any more of that, feel free. Uh, but otherwise, you ready to close out, Ren? We good? I'm good. All right. Otherwise, we will catch you all next week. All right. Thanks so much for, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.